brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, achy joints, weight gain. Maybe you're thinking they're all just part of getting older, or that's what your doctor tells you. But Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all be connected. Hormonal changes that happen during perimenopause and menopause are at the root of dozens of symptoms women experience, not just hot flashes. Midi specializes in compassionate care for women in menopause. Their solutions are safe, effective, and FDA-approved. Plus, they're covered by insurance. A convenient telehealth visit with a MIDI clinician can be your first step to getting personalized care. They'll tailor a treatment plan for your symptoms and health history, so you can get back to feeling great. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. When your body changes, your care should too. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. It's true that some things change as we get older. But if you're a woman over 40 and you're dealing with insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, and weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. And with MIDI Health, you can get help and stop pushing through it alone. The experts at MIDI understand that all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes that happen around menopause. And MIDI can help you feel more like yourself again. Many healthcare providers aren't trained to treat or even recognize menopause symptoms. MIDI clinicians are menopause experts. They're dedicated to providing safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions for dozens of hormonal symptoms, not just hot flashes. Most importantly, they're covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. You deserve to feel great. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. Hello and welcome to Backflips and Nerds, the baseball podcast with a British twist. And we are ready to take October, like all of your favourite teams and, you know, some of your less favourite teams. I'm your host for this podcast. It's our playoff postseason prediction pod. And if there's not enough plosives there for you, then there'll be plenty more where that came from. I'm John McGee and with me are three people who actually do know about baseball because we're not all people who pretend uh, on my left this evening is uh, baseball prospectus's own darius austin how are you i'm doing very well i'm still a little bit shocked that the giants won 107 games and beat mm-hmm. the dodgers to the division i probably won't ever stop being shocked at that but um here we are nor will anybody else for that matter it's uh <laughs> we'll come on to the giants in due course it's been uh absolutely unbelievable uh, we're, we're going to talk quite a lot about devil magic, I guess, in the next hour or so. And uh, I think there's been more than enough devil magic to go around this year. But we'll come on to the Giants devil magic later on. Uh, below me on the screen of Doom uh, is uh, is another man who knows an awful lot about baseball. It's uh, it's Ben Carter. How are you? Oh, OK. I was expecting that to come to me then. I'm good, thank you. I'm ready, in MLB's words, to make it major, which I think is their postseason key phrase this year so hope you are too make it major and yes yeah you obviously assumed that i was coming to you because you thought i I wasn't coming to you because i was going to make some sort of insult but i was saving the insult for the biggest hipster of all of us (laughs) 
fantasy baseball zone Russell Eason with these Richmond flying squirrels t-shirt on Russell how are you I'm not doing too bad I think yeah going around with as much MLB like gear in the UK is probably about as hipster as you can get because nobody's got a fucking clue what you're wearing (laughs) it just looks weird Absolutely. Um, so yeah, we're gonna we're gonna keep it light. We're gonna keep it breezy, and we're gonna come up at the end of this with our playoff bracket. So the format is gonna be like this: we're gonna do it in classic fashion. We're gonna start with the AL wild card and the NL wild card, and we're gonna whittle it down until we've got one surviving member of the thirty. So it's gonna be like the Hunger Games only with lots of baseball played. Uh, We're going to put a little twist on it this year. So each of us is going to stump for one or two teams within that. So we'll do that little stump speech just as we first come to that team and and then we'll all fight it out from there. But before we get onto the playoffs, I think we need to spare a moment to have a little bit of a conversation about yesterday. We're recording this on Monday the 4th of October and yesterday, uh, the final day of the regular season in MLB 2021 uh, was was a real treat. Of course, uh, we were all there for the machinations in the NL West and the AL East to see who was going to end up in what position. And we got what we expected. The, the Giants won in the West and the Red Sox and the Yankees ended up in the wildcard game. Uh, that was the most clear outcome in terms of the betting and in terms of the probabilities but we came very close to chaos uh and there was plenty of chaos along the way and what a day of baseball so before we get into uh the playoffs themselves we're going to have a little bit of an appreciation for an incredible final Sunday of the season in MLB by by having our own little draft of really cool things that happened on the last day of the season because there was plenty to keep us engaged and occupied no matter where you looked. So uh, I've just done a a really like tombola thing here, which means I've just made it up in my head. And uh, how about you, Ben? We'll give you, uh, we'll give you right of passage. You can be number one on our draft board for cool things that happened yesterday. First pick in the, in the cool things draft. Um, Well, I feel like I, can't really go away from the obvious then and um although it paid me at the time to see it um it's going to have to be Raphael Devers hitting one of the clutchest home runs of his young very clutch career in the ninth inning against the Nationals it was a real shame at the time because that was kind of the um the end of Project Chaos as we were all rooting for um but the Red Sox I mean it was a, a pretty good comeback against admittedly a Nationals team that cared an awful lot more about celebrating retired players and actually winning baseball games yesterday but uh, Red Sox still had to win uh, and they did and Devers was a massive part of it and that home run was a jaw-dropping moment um, probably didn't get the recognition it deserved because it was in a mostly empty ballpark but great moment um, and if you're going to go to the uh, wildcard game on the last day of the season what better way to do it than with a go-ahead homer in the ninth yeah um, absolutely brilliant pick of course you know being a homer for that team uh, I'm, I'm going to agree with you uh, maybe overshadow the fact that um, Juan Adon came out of nowhere and uh, yeah. in his first Major League start absolutely shoved. I don't know if anybody else was uh, was going to pick uh, Juan Adon playing spoiler because, you know, that feels like a footnote in history right now. So, uh, Darius, we'll come to you next. I hope you weren't going to pick Juan Adon. I somehow feel like you weren't. <laughs> it, it did cross my mind briefly, but um, as, as we're only picking uh, at one moment each, I, I didn't decide on it in the end. Um I think I spent a lot of time kind of watching the Rays Yankees game. I had five games on, so I was watching a lot of them and and I nearly picked Logan Webb. Um, 
hitting a home run, but uh, that wasn't actually that important in the scheme of things. I think I want to pick uh, Jonathan Loisica's absolutely filthy sinker to Nelson Cruz. The Yankees just spent all evening looking like they were going to give up a run. And every time they did, like the, the pitching was just absolute nails. And I think Loisica striking out Cruz to that sinker. Uh, the amount of movement uh, is insane. He's a really fun pitcher to watch, and that was just a huge moment. Um, and it was absolutely key. You know, it was a one nothing game, and uh, yeah, I think that was just really symptomatic of the tension that I think we had all evening, not really knowing which way anything was going to go. On the best hitters in baseball, getting struck out by just an absolutely filthy pitch. That's an that's an awesome choice. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if even though there's only Russ and I left, we we may end up back in the Bronx but there's still plenty of really cool stuff to pick so Russ over to you yeah I'm gonna go back to the Bronx but I don't think it's gonna be what you might think it'd be for me the the highlight that I've watched most since yesterday is Angel Hernandez going over the fence to see whether (laughs) (laughs) to see whether Gio Shella has the ball he's like the guy's gone in rushed in he's cleared in the umpire's getting there and he's like leaning over the fence to see if he's okay and he has the ball it's like the steps are literally like half a foot to your right that you could have gone down to see. But no, he leans over, he ends up falling into the dugout as well. It's just, it's glorious. It just epitomizes everything that is wrong with Angel Hernandez. It is just like, what on earth are you doing? Like, if he'd fallen on the like a sheller as well and like hurt him more, that could have been the only way. It could have like topped this off. Like, uh, I, <laughs> I just couldn't believe it. I saw it live and I was like, did that really? Because you're all kind of being like, oh crap, it's like a shell okay. Like, because the way some of the race fans, the players were looking, it was like he was properly seriously hurt. And it's just this boob just kind of falls in on top of it. And it's just like, oh man. It, uh, <laughs> it's just, it did, it, did ra- it did rather overshadow quite genuinely one of the greatest defensive plays I've ever seen in baseball. Uh, It's it sort of, I, I feel for Joe Oshella today because that I, I would probably have picked that, but I can't feel like I can't piggyback you and then go to that <laughs> because <laughs> the Hernandez thing, it, it, it's, it is, it is amazing. It, 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 is, like- it is Tom Pringle every morning trying to bring the conversation back to Tatis, isn't it? <laughs> Let's just make it about me. It's the way he sort of like pumps his arm to give give it the out as that whilst Gary's picking him up. It's amazing. I think uh, it's that he's like almost slightly out of frame as well. And he's just like, it almost looks like he's reaching in to be like, I must get in front of the camera so that people can see me make this call. The thing is like, honestly, like that entire day I was getting ready to be like, if the Blue Jays didn't make it, being like, okay, like there is no case for Guerrero to be MVP over a time. Like there is, and like, that was going to be like my moment for, the, for just Hernandez is just like, nope, I'm going to give you a scene that you can just not forget about. I will never forget it. Uh, I will never forget it. What, what, what a moment of baseball that was. Uh, now that you've sort of trumped me, Russell, uh, <laughs> I, I'm kind of in like three minds, if you will. And they all involve tears. Um, so we've got Kyle Seeger and his incredible incredible square face uh crying uh holding the base aloft we've got poor little jared kelnick in the in the dugout after the game crying real salt tears but i think we've got to go with ryan zimmerman mr national 
Uh, what a send off he got! Uh, incredible to see what what a servant. You know, proper one club man. Got the World Series. Going to get his number retired. Absolutely love to see uh, the Nationals Park sending him off in a plum. So yeah, a, re- a really special day. And you know, the fact that the Blue Jays were absolutely incredible yesterday. George Springer absolutely lighting up, lighting it up. It just is is another footnote. Um, yeah, a, a, an awesome and and you know Logan Webb as he said Darius again it's kind of lost in the in the melee that was Rafael Devers and John Lashiga and Joe Scheller it's all gone it's all for the birds that's that's the game that we love. If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. So let's um, let's move on to the playoffs. Should we start with the AL? Should we start in the AL wild card? So... Um, Ben, I'm gonna I'm gonna hand the floor over to you because uh, you're you're gonna stump for the Yankees, uh, and unsurprisingly, I'm gonna stump for the blue uh, the the Blue Jays. <laughs> Red Sox. Imagine me stumping for the Blue Jays. That that'd be a turn up <laughs> for the books, wouldn't it? I so got so into my head that the, it was going to be Blue Jays Red Sox this evening that I'm still hardwired for it. Ben, go go uh, go on. Uh, take it away for the uh, the Yankees. Blue Jays fans have been waiting so long to hear you stump for them. They almost had it. Uh, <laughs> Yankees, I, I think it's a reasonably easy argument to make because they do still have a very talented roster. Um, but they, they've just never really put it together this season. They've been so streaky, winning 10 consecutive games, then losing 8 out of 10. And it just felt like if they managed to sort of stagger into the postseason, then they've got a chance. And that's what they've done in the end. Ultimately, a lot is going to fall into the shoulders of Garrett Cole. He is a legit ace. But over the last month or so, he's been a little bit more shaky than usual. I know some Yankees fans were like, we don't want him starting a wildcard game, which is just absurd. Like, it's Garrett Cole. You're obviously going to start him in the wildcard game. Let's not have that debate. But, you know, it's actually been the guys behind him in that rotation. And again, I had to look up the rotation before doing this. I was like, who is actually in there? But it's guys like Nesta Cortez, Jordan Montgomery, Luis Gil, Hill, don't know if I got his name right. But these guys who have been just kind of pitching really solid illings for them down the stretch, keeping them in it. Um, are they going to be that good in the postseason? Up for debate. Um, likewise, you know, Johnny Lasagna was lights out last night. Can he keep that going? Um, Luis Severino, I think, has been scoreless in four appearances so far. Can he be a weapon out of the pan? Um, and then the lineup has been so dependent on Judge and Stanton in the last few weeks. Surely they can't keep that going. But, you know, there's every reason to say that guys like, I don't know, Rizzo or, or even... Um, Gallo, who've been pretty cold lately, can can heat things up. And I think DJ LeMahieu might be coming back from injury at some point in October. So look, really good roster, talent all along it. You feel like if they get themselves hot, they're going to be really hard to beat. And I don't think, you know, if you're the um, Rays, you're probably not looking forward to an ALDS against the Yankees if they win on Tuesday. Um, but still a lot of question marks. Um, so that's my argument for the Yankees. They've got the talent. Have they got the nerve? Love it. Love it. That's a good, that's a good stump. Let's see if I can follow that. Well, I think the first thing to our knowledge of the Red Sox is, is obviously missing out on Jose Iglesias' 142 OPS plus 
uh, a phrase you never thought that you'd hear said out loud is going to be a, a big miss. He has been genuinely incredible uh, since he came over from the Angels uh, a few weeks ago. A genuinely going to be a huge miss for the Red Sox, but um, one would hope that they still have the parts to uh, make this work. So, you know, you've got that free-swinging middle of the lineup. Devers, of course, got it done last night. Hunter Renfro, who's been almost revelatory in, uh, in Boston this year, he's been genuinely excellent. Kike Hernandez, who's been absolutely solid probably the Red Sox player of the season this year uh JD Martinez and Xander Bogarts having having a bit of a run time but you you can't you can't rule out class so there's there's and Kevin Ploiecki uh who has also been getting on base at a rare old clip and Kyle Schwarber as Heimblum said at the time of the trade deadline uh this was the best bat that exchanged hands at the trade deadline he was absolutely correct uh that's an absolute murderer's row of hitters if they get the day right on the pitching side the bullpen has been a little bit shaky but uh, it's in the hands of Alex Cora a man who knows how to get creative when it gets to the postseason so we saw it last night we saw Eduardo Rodriguez and Nick Pavetta coming in to close out the game against the Nationals to make sure that the Red Sox made the way to the uh playoffs and he's going to do that again i mean chris sale has been up and down nathan avaldi's been absolutely brilliant will be in in with a shout for cy young consideration probably fifth or sixth one would anticipate he's going to be very very difficult to beat even for cole tomorrow and you're just going to get over that hump um cora will make it work in the bullpen and he's got a secret weapon the former yankee turned yankee killer garrett whitlock with his 245 era plus to come out of the bullpen so yeah i think uh people will write the red Sox off quite easily but they're good at this come behind stuff come from behind stuff i think they've got a better roster than people give themselves credit for so yeah where are you two going sitting impassively listening you got any thoughts on this one it does feel like a coin flip this to me darius what do you think mm. uh i want the yankees i still think cole is clearly the best starter in this series. I mean, obviously, Sale is elite when he's on, but he hasn't looked quite right to me since coming back. Uh, unsurprisingly, he's been out for a long time and it's going to take uh, time to, to recover everything, I think. And, I mean, you get a bit streakiness with Stanton, especially, um, but I'm I'm more scared of Stanton and Judge and Gallo if they're, <laughs> they're really uh, on it than I am of, of the Red Sox lineup. I just think it's deeper, the Yankees lineup. Uh, I know they've had some disappointments in there this year, and I, I know LeMahieu is is hurt at the moment and probably uh, won't be back until the uh, ALCS at the earliest. But even so, I, I just look at the bottom half of the, the Red Sox lineup and compare that to what the Yankees have got. And I think the Yankees have, have just got a little bit more talent here, so I'm going to give give them the edge. Yeah, I, I agree. I think it's virtually like as coin toss as you could get. I think the slight advantage you'd give the Red Sox for being at home and all of that is completely negated by Sale being better than Ivaldi, but not like by a significant stake. I think this is going to come down to some bad misplay or somebody that we don't expect to play well. I think with the fact that the Yankees might not have Gio Oshella, they were definitely not going to have DJ LeMahieu. That doesn't make that infield look particularly appetizing from a defensive point of view so it could be what cost the Yankees but I do think that if Cole goes more than like four or five innings I think this if if that's what the Red Sox have got to do they've got to chase Cole out the game and make 
Boone make a decision that he doesn't want to make. He doesn't want to make that decision to kind of pull Cole early and go through the bullpen once again because a lot of the bullpen had to work the other day. So, yeah, I, I will stop Yankees, but it's, I don't know. So I'm in my head, I'm like 52, 48%. It's like that sort of close. <laughs> Yeah, it's the it's the Brexit it's the Brexit vote, isn't it? Um, <laughs> look, you know, I, I could I could start and rhapsodise how good Nathan Avaldi's been to uh, this year. I could say, you know, it only takes one one big swing, but it's a coin toss at the best of times in these games. I think the Yankees have clearly got the better talent, you know, and they're clearly in the better form, even though they've stumbled a, a little over the course of this week. Whether Cora being a clearly better manager than Boone matters in a single game is moot. Um, I I think I would be uh, letting my heart rule my head if I uh, didn't go with the consensus here and say I think we can uh, we can push the Yankees into the uh, ALDS. Cool. Okay, let's move to the NL where we've got the Cardinals versus the Dodgers. So Russ. You're uh, you're gonna have our first trip down Devil Magic Drive for this evening. You're on the Cardinals. Yeah. So for a single game, the Cardinals have got probably the chance that they can beat anybody in, in baseball because it's just one game, and we know that it's going to be Wade right on the round and Molina, and we know how well those two work together. So that could definitely quiet some of the the Dodgers' bats. You then look at the, the Cardinals lineup and you're like, yeah, there are some reasonable players on that team. And then you're like, how on earth have they got here? <laughs> and we, it's, it's simplistic to say it's devil magic. It's simplistic to go, well, the team has gone on a great run and they're going to be in the position to do well. But all analytics shows that basically any team that actually goes on a ludicrously good run before they get to the postseason doesn't win the World Series. <laughs> so... I can't quite push the Cardinals like that far, but in a single game against Los Angeles, they they will put some pressure on, and it will be a combination of like Lars Nootbaar and Edmundo Sosa and like Harrison Bader will play baseball that you didn't think was possible, or play baseball by players that you didn't think exist, and until maybe about three or four months ago, thought somebody was making up. Lars Newbar. <laughs> yeah, it's like we joke every year, like that you ask, like the Cardinals beat reporters about who's going to be the person, who's the devil magic, who's going to come out and do nothing. Um, loads of other teams have like people who come out of nowhere and do well, but the Cardinals always seem to have one. And I think the way that they play and the way that they've played baseball recently, they could they could really push the Dodgers. I just. It doesn't matter if they win that game because I think they will lose to whoever the list of the Giants afterwards because they just cannot. Like, I'm not, I can't believe in a lineup that is like Nicholas, then maybe Hap Hudson or Lester for, for, for your other games. Like, Wainwright has looked absolutely fantastic this year, looked like back to like some of his best pitching that he's, he's ever had. And, and that, that battery combo, they know how to work well. So, single game, amazing. Multi-games, not so much. (laughs) This does not feel like the most positive stump speech that I've ever heard. 
They right, might win so... one game, but they definitely won't win, win more than one. Ben, can you can yep. you beat can you beat that <laughs> with the Dodgers? I mean, I think I've got the easiest job of the lot here with the Dodgers because it kind of feels like the hard argument is how they're not going to win. I mean, this is the Los Angeles Dodgers. They just have the most ridiculous roster in baseball. I think it's better than last year's. And we all know last year's went on and won the World Series. Um, you know, they won 106 games, which is, um, you know, more than they've won any time they've won the title in their last eight years when they've won it consecutively. I think they won 106 in 2018 as well. But they basically have been as good as they've ever been this year. It just so happens that a silly team dressed in orange were one game better. Um, you know, this is an unbelievable Dodgers roster. OK, the injury yesterday to Kershaw or day before, sorry, hurts because I think Kershaw, even in his current state, is a big part of that team. And I think the rotation suffers a bit when he's not in it. But you've still got Max Scherzer right there at the top, who is a legitimate ace and has been unbelievable since the trade deadline. Um, you know, you've got Walker Bueller. You've got Julio Urias, who's full-time in the rotation now, looks great, 20-game winner. Not all that means anything, but still. Um, you know, I think the, the big question mark really is is the bullpen do Dodgers fans trust Kenny Jansen when he comes in in the ninth inning I think recent playoff history might suggest they don't but he has been very good in the second half this season and I think there's no reason to believe he can't go out there and close out games again but does Robert stick with him if he starts to shake in the first couple of outings you know what what does the back of that bullpen look like this year when Urias isn't an option and when Dustin May isn't an option and when you can't just turn to these 100 mile an hour young flamethrowers um, that I think is where the Dodgers can potentially sip up um, is, you know, do they have the depth of pitching that they have had in previous years at the level it's been at? But look, you're nitpicking at this point. This is an unbelievable team with just talent top to bottom. They know how to do it because they did it last year. Um, and the real yeah question mark is, do they get lucky in the one game playoff? You know, anyone can win this thing. It's one game. Um, the Cardinals have got devil magic on their side. Um, but it would be a real shame if the Dodgers were this good and got bumped out in a one-game playoff. But hey, that's baseball. Okay, Darius, where are you placing your chips? I'm I'm so tempted to just say, yeah, let's go Team Chaos. Obviously, the Cardinals <laughs> are going to... They have been great defensively this year. That's one thing that I think has helped them that, you know, why not sharpen the surface stats? They've been terrific defensively. Bader is excellent. They've got Switter on the knife. Tommy Edmund can play anywhere. Paul De Jong's been really good. Obviously, Molina is, is excellent behind the plate. Um, I think that's a, an area where you could see... I mean, the Rays did this uh, in the playoffs, didn't they? Where it just seemed like every single highlight-making defensive play they made, that just happens sometimes, you know. I, it wouldn't shock me if we get a game like that where everything, the Dodgers are hitting line drives left, right and centre and they just find a Cardinal duck glove, but... I can't do it. The Dodgers are, are too good. Anything can happen in baseball in one game. And, and this is the, the way they're most likely to lose. Um, so this is the danger moment for them, I think. But even so, they are far and away the better team in this matchup. And they've just got so many resources at their disposal, even with the injuries, that um, I think I would feel maybe ever so slightly more confident if, say, Walker Bueller was going in this game. Um but then you've got Max Scherzer, so I don't care anymore. Um, like that's it's not like the cards where you're like, well, yeah, fortunately Adam Wainwright's going because otherwise, what the hell's going to happen to them? Um, but the Dodgers have just got so much depth. You know, they've had the best DRA this year. They've all the underlying numbers support the fact that they've got the best pitching staff, and also their lineup is incredible. So I don't really know where you turn. Um, 
it's it's really hard to see. So yeah, random stuff happens, but dodges for me. Yeah, I'm I'm not even going to entertain whatever it was Russell was trying to convince me of. I'm not going to get into any in-depth analysis. <laughs> the Dodgers. The Dodgers for <laughs> me, so let's push the Dodgers through. They are comfortably the better team. And yeah, weird stuff happens in baseball, but it's not going to happen with Max Scherzer amped out of his brain on the mound. Yeah, okay. this is going to be the one where like Wainwright ends up like blowing his arm out in like the, the, the first innings or whatever, and then you have some combination of Gallegos, Reyes, Miller, Quim, Flaherty going like 14 innings and winning 1-0. It will be it will be one of those games, but yeah, I can't, in all good conscience, even if I'm supposed to simp for them, I can't simp for the Cardinals. Trey Turner and Mookie Betts hitting 102 mile an hour outs all evening, yeah. Uh, okay. It's true that some things change as we get older. But if you're a woman over 40 and you're dealing with insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, and weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. And with MIDI Health, you can get help and stop pushing through it alone. The experts at MIDI understand that all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes that happen around menopause. And MIDI can help you feel more like yourself again. Many healthcare providers aren't trained to treat or even recognize menopause symptoms. MIDI clinicians are menopause experts. They're dedicated to providing safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions for dozens of hormonal symptoms, not just hot flashes. Most importantly, they're covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. You deserve to feel great. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. Let's let's move on to the uh, division series. Um, so, should we start with uh, the teams who we've, we're yet to talk about, so we can we can get our stump speeches out of the way? So, in the AL, it's the Rays and the White Sox, and in the NL, it's the Brewers and the Braves. So, should we start in the AL, and that would mean it's Rays, White Sox, Darius, you are. On the stump for the Rays. I'm here oh, the for the Rays. The Sorry. Hmm? Oh no, the Yankees oh. are playing the Rays. My bad. It's the White Sox and the Astros. The Astros. The Astros. Sorry, yeah. and Russell, you've got the Astros. My bad. I knew I was going to cock this up at some point. <laughs> Did I write it down? Okay, so White Sox and Astros. Uh, Russell, I love how you let me like say the whole thing and then corrected me right at the end after I was just about to <laughs> talk through a phantom matchup. Uh, but I'm pleased you did. <laughs> Okay, Russell, Astros, all yours. Yeah, um, I think the Astros have potentially been the most like disregarded and underlooked team in this entire year. Uh, I think that that lineup and that bench and that starting rotation and that bullpen are all very good. There aren't any major holes that you could really call out. I think you could have said something about their centre field, but... The, the lads that they've been have playing in those games so far, like Jake Myers and Chase McCormack, have, have all done fantastically well. So you'll just look at that lineup and you're like, it's Altuve, Brantley, Bregman, Alvarez, Guriel, Correa, Kyle Tucker, Cormac, and Maldonado. When Kyle Tucker, who was just voted the AL Player of the Month, is hitting seventh, and you can actually say that's reasonable. Like that tells you what a batting lineup that the Astros have. And 
yeah, then they're not a popular team with a vast majority of the fans because mm, some 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 banging happened in the past. <laughs> but they are a phenomenal team with the bat, and they've got they will, will put any I think any pitching will have a struggle against them. And then when it comes to the pitching that the Astros have, people can be like, oh yeah, but it, it's not Verlander and Greinke like it like it used to be or that they've got these kind of players, Cole, going out to really kind of shut people up. But with McCullers, uh, Valdez, Akidi, Garcia, and probably I think I'd push Odorizzi to the to the bullpen. Don't know how they'll don't know if they'll probably move one of Akidi or Garcia, but you've got starters that in all in, even against any of the better teams, I think will give you good innings. And then they've got a great bullpen. I think Presley and Graveman, as your kind of last two pitchers you're going to get to, will be as good as a lot of teams are going to be able to put out there. And whatever they can get out of Zach Greinke, he kind of pitched a few uh, games out of the bullpen. He pitched out of the bullpen on Sunday. So I think (laughs) I just can't look beyond like this team, even in like the entire AL, I think... As if you were to just look at a team on a paper, I think this is the best team in the AL. I think they would be anybody. We know that the Rays combine things together to make things work in a manner that almost doesn't make sense, but we know it makes sense because it's the Rays. But if you were to put down on a lineup and say, which one of these is better? The nine people that like the Astros put on the field and with whoever they have as a starter. I don't think there's anybody better in the AL. Well, you're wrong because the White Sox are better. And I'm going to tell you right now why the White Sox are going to win this matchup. It's because pitching wins in the playoffs and the White Sox pitching is as impressive as the Astros. It's, it's just just better, right? So Lance Lynn, Carlos Rodon, Lucas Giolito, Dylan Cease, Liam Hendricks, Craig Kimbrell, Ryan Tapera, Garrett Crochet, Michael Kopech. That's, you know, guys who can pitch in any situation, you know, great starters, great middle relievers, great closer, two great closers. I mean, their pitching is absolutely brilliant. It's incredibly deep. So I think that, you know, you make a really good point. The Astros have got a really good lineup. It's almost arguable that it's the best lineup against the best pitching lineup, um, possibly in the in the DS anyway. We'll, we'll come on to the Brewers in a moment. Um, and then the hitting is good too. I mean, of course, you know, Tim Anderson, everyone's everyone's favorite player is the spark plug. Uh, you got Johan Mancada, who's been incredible this year. Ben's favorite, Yosmani Grandal. Lurie Garcia is cl- clocking in with some excellent level of war. It's just, you know, it's got weapons all over. You know, they've got Eloy back. They've got Lou Bob back. There's weapons all over the field. These are these are this is just an incredible team. Um, and you know, the other thing that they've got is, is playoff smarts. This is where big tone earns his check from Jerry Reinsdorf. This is his era, right? This is, this is what he does. Tony La Russa wins in the playoffs and Tony La Russa, arguably, you know, he had excellent A's teams. He had excellent Cardinals team, but this isn't, this isn't that far behind those teams. This uh, this is a team that's here in uh, October to do damage. So uh, I guess we leave it over to our independent panel members to see whose who's elocution tempted them. 
Ben, how about you? Well, I've I've been on the kind of Astros side all season. I thought they were going to be really good. They have been really good. And I've long thought, as Russell said, they've been kind of underrated this year. People mm. just sort of ignoring the fact this has been a, like a 95-100 win team really quietly. Um, but in this series... I think it will be a great series, by the way. But in this series, I think the White Sox are going to have the edge for the reasons you mentioned. I just think they have so much pitching talent that it's going to be tough, even for a lineup as good as the Astros, to score runs consistently. Um, and I think that lineup is kind of starting to click at the right time. You mentioned they finally seem to have pretty much everyone healthy. Um, Luis Roberts has been unbelievable this year in, in, in very little playing time. Tim Anderson's fantastic at the top of the lineup. Um, I, I just feel like the, the White Sox, you know, they've, they've not had... A vintage season, maybe in the way a few of us expected to, especially given the quality of competition in the AL Central. We probably would have liked them to see, would like to see them up there for the number one seed, which they haven't been. Um, but, you know, these are two teams who I think have gone into the postseason quietly, and that makes two very dangerous teams. Um, and I like the White Sox to take it, but I think it's going to go five games. And it's going to be a brilliant series. Darius, what about you? Yeah, I, I think I'm on. Ben's side here. I, I think I just believe in the White Sox That's pitching a, a little bit more. Um, it's it's tough because I do look at that Astros lineup and think these guys can crush anybody. Um, and there were there was a couple of cracks. Lance Lynn didn't have some great starts down the stretch. Carlos Rodon, I think, is just a bit tired. <laughs> you know, he he didn't pitch very much at all the previous couple of years, and he's been worked a lot. And uh, I'm not sure how much is left in the tank there, but. Even so, the White Sox have just been very good on, on both sides of the ball. It's not like their lineup is middle of the pack. They've they've been really strong and they've got guys like Robert and, and Jimenez back that make them a lot deeper. So, yeah, I, I don't think Chicago has done quite what I expected to, to do given the competition, but I think relatively close to full strength. I'm going to give them the edge with the, the slightly better rotation. Yeah, so... It looks like are we going to push the White Sox forward? Sorry, sorry, Russell. Three, three to one. You're outvoted. I think we would all agree it's it's a three two or a three one. It's it's not going to be a wash. And if it's three two to the Astros, I think we're just going to put it down on record for our our friend George right now. It's not that we thought you were rubbish. You could win three two or three one two. <laughs> and I think it was it four straight ALCS appearances for the Astros at this point. Yeah. Like they're obviously good. They're very, very good. It's just, you know, it's the postseason. Anything can happen. There are a lot I'll better just than add that... go on, Russ. No, I'll just add that this breaks my bracket because I have the Astros winning the whole thing. So Oh, <laughs> no. well, you can put you can put out your alternative, <laughs> you know, you can put out your alternative bracket later on, mate. You know, cry more. Uh, okay, should we do because we we need to sort of stump the teams uh, who we haven't spoken about yet. Let's let's move on to the onto the NL um, and and talk about talk about the the Braves and the Brewers. So um, shall I go first on this one? So I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna talk to the Brewers, and I kind of feel like I'm just gonna repeat myself with exactly what I've just said about the White Sox because it's basically the same team, but the hitters sorry the pitchers also hit but like it's the same team but better because 
Corbin Burns, Brandon Woodruff and Freddie Peralta could legitimately finish one, two, three in the Cy Young race and no one would really bat an eyelid. That's how good the front three of their rotation has been. And yeah, by the way, they've arguably got the best reliever in baseball in Josh Hader. Now they are going to miss Devin Williams, silly boy punching a wall, but you know, it's not like their bullpen is bad without him. Like they can still call upon uh, Brett, Brent Suter. They can still call upon... Uh, Brad Boxberger, Hunter Strickland, who has weirdly been really, really good this season. Aaron Ashby, who's come out of nowhere and and pitched like an absolute demon. Yeah, you know, look, this is a this is a really, really good team. And on the hitting side of things, I mean, yeah, Willie Adamas kind of carried the team for for sort of the middle portion of the season, but you can't look like you can't look past the quality of guys like Yelich, guys like Kane, who got 2.2 wards by missing the first part of the season. And then just solid dudes, solid dudes like Rowdy Tellez at first base, Luis Arias, Vassel Garcia. And again, very, very, very good defense in both the infield and the outfield. You know, they could they could field an outfield of, of Yelich, Bradley and Kane. It's probably the best defensive outfield in baseball. Uh, you've got Wong and Adames either side of the keystone. They don't give up a lot of runs. I think they're sort of quietly the dark horses in, in the whole bracket for me. I mean, I would say that as a sort of secret and quiet Brewers fan. They have been absolutely like a juggernaut this year, just like the quietest juggernaut that you've ever, ever seen. So, yeah, the Brewers are an incredible team and are going to beat the Braves because the Braves are just there, Ben. They are just there. I mean, we were kind of handing out teams to to pitch for, weren't we? And the team that we all forgot was the Braves, which a little bit sums up their season, doesn't it? Um, you know, that they, they played in in a pretty rubbish NL East division, as it turned out, and really did just just about get over the finish line in the end. They were the um, worst division winner in baseball by wins. I think they were like the fifth best team in the National League by wins, which is weird, right? Because you look at the Braves team and you're like, this is a really good team. And you look at what they did last year, very nearly not the Dodgers out in the NLCS were fantastic. Um, and you think, what's changed? And actually... Not a lot has. I mean, the one massive, you know, real shame that they're going to have in this postseason is not having Ronald Acuna Jr. there. And they spent most of the year having to play without him. And they've done a pretty good job of it for the most part because their outfield is still stacked with guys who, if nothing else, hit monster dingers. Um, you know, and that that is something that we can all root for. But I think it's not just, you know, in, in the lineup where they've got the talent and they have lots of it. You look at Freddie Freeman, Albies, um, Austin Riley has been weirdly amazing this year, even though no one kind of thought he was going to reach that level. The other side of the outfield has got guys who just hit things, Soler, Duval, um, you know, Eddie Rosario has been quite good for them at times. Jock Peterson can mash against right-handers. There is a lot of power in this lineup, um, but actually the rotation's solid too. I mean, I, I love Charlie Morton. He'll be throwing nasty curveballs to the age of 50 at this rate. He just keeps going. And I think he is an ace at this point. He might not be a complete game shutout, going to win you the whole thing by himself, but he'll give you six or seven quality innings almost every single time. And then behind him, Max Fried's been really good for the most part. You don't feel great about having him out there in a must-win game, but he's been really good. Ian Anderson showed flashes of being an ace. Um, and I think there's enough behind them to get you by, although the bullpen scares me a little bit. I don't love having Will Smith out there with a the game on the line, but it's a good roster. And I think 
you know, the Brewers are going to struggle to score runs. I just don't love their lineup. I know you said they have a lot of solid guys. I think the Braves have good guys in their lineup. And I think they can do enough with this rotation, with that lineup um, to win this series and take themselves to another NLCS. Darius, you've got strong views on the Braves. What, what's your views? Strong views. I mean, I, I kind of agree with, with Ben's assessment, actually. Um, I like the lineup a lot better. Uh, and I mean a lot like I don't, I don't think the Brewers are mediocre offense I think they are bad um, you know genuinely bottom 10 in baseball bad and it's only because their pitching is so incredible that they've got this far I I guess I still want to take the Brewers because Burns is still there and Woodruff is still there I think Freddie Peralta is running out of gas a bit but in, in the shorter series I'm less bothered about that i think maybe like, when like they get how to... hauser and eric law are both two over <laughs> two win yeah. pitches they have been really good yeah like it's ridiculous <laughs> and yet yeah yeah let's just not been that good though and bradley's just, been yeah, terrible like, worse than normal <laughs> it's gonna be interesting yeah like you know william damas has been great but the rest of the brewers lineup is is like you know kind of maybe you know a bit better than average to very far below average um big dan vogel back big dan vogel. Dingers. Dan and rowdy yeah, the first the first just... base platoon <laughs> 800 yeah. million pound <laughs> first base platoon but then yeah if burns and woodruff are on the mound as much as i like charlie morton and max freed is is great i i just don't believe it and i do think that Braves bullpen is going to cough it up. They're trying some things out. They're trying Spencer Strider and Diddle Lee because they're like, well, we need someone in the bullpen in the playoffs and that could go really well. Or they could be like, hey, we just put some rookies with like two innings of career experience in the playoffs and they melt it down. We really don't know. So I'm going to take the Brewers, but only because I believe in Burns and Woodruff so much. Russell, will anyone stick up for the Atlanta Barves? It's it's so hard to look at that Brewers lineup and think they're going to win. And when I say lineup, I mean hit that. Yeah, yeah, I got you. Lineup. It's you. You just look at it and you go, "You barf!" Like that is not a good hitting lineup. And, but you just you end up like simping for Peralta, for Woodruff, for Corbin Burns, and you're like, okay, if they keep Atlanta to less than three runs a game, they'll probably win. But it's a big if to do that like in postseason against some of the hitters. Like if when you go with Soler, Freeman, Albies all having the, the seasons that they're having, even the great Adam Duval <laughs> is uh, is is having like a, a, a good season. And I just I just don't think I, I fear what Darius said, which is that the, the the Brewers pitchers have pitched too much and they're on the edge of like what they can actually pitch because they've just never got anywhere near this before. So I'm actually going to take the Braves. I think they have just that little bit extra which will get them over the line. I, I think it'll be close, but I can just see one of Peralta, Woodruff or Burns just really like stinking because they're just their arm is dead. So we've got to a situation here where we've got two and two and I'm not really sure what the tiebreaker is in this situation. I'm kind of tempted to ring Tom 
who knows nothing about this season in baseball and just get him to say one word. Um, I'm not, I'm not going to do that. That would be absolutely ridiculous. Um, I don't know. Maybe I kind of, I think the rationale, you know, Ben's argued the case. Well, Russell and Darius have both kind of backed him up and Darius, Darius has felt like a push. Um, so I kind of feel I'm, like I'm not going to argue if you want to say it, Lantern. Yeah, I kind of feel like the consensus has to be that we're going to go with the Braves here because I think you are right about the lineup. If you look at the, you know, their their war leaders on the position player side of things, they are they are staggeringly poor, and they they really, I mean, you know, who here will simp for UZR? Clearly, none of us for. Um, so yeah, should we put should we push the Braves? I did genuinely didn't think that the Braves were going to get pushed forward, but there we are. Does, Bob, doesn't matter anyway. Send us some fan mail. Yeah, it doesn't matter. They're going to lose in the CS, aren't they? Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, achy joints, weight gain. Maybe you're thinking they're all just part of getting older, or that's what your doctor tells you. But Midi Health understands that for women over forty, they can all be connected. Hormonal changes that happen during perimenopause and menopause are at the root of dozens of symptoms women experience, not just hot flashes. MIDI specializes in compassionate care for women in menopause. Their solutions are safe, effective, and FDA-approved. Plus, they're covered by insurance. A convenient telehealth visit with a MIDI clinician can be your first step to getting personalized care. They'll tailor a treatment plan for your symptoms and health history, so you can get back to feeling great. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. When your body changes, your care should too. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. Okay, let's move to the uh, the next ALDS. And uh, Darius, you, you are going to speak to the Rays and then we'll decide whether the Rays beat the Yankees, which will be a short decision. <laughs> What, what is there left to say about the Rays, really? Uh, the, the, the criticism you can level at the Rays is that, you know, perhaps won the Franco aside, they don't have a true superstar, but they just have high quality everywhere. Um, we've talked before about how they'll just put everybody in in the right spot. Kevin Cash is going to manage guys in the right way. You know, he knows how to juggle the bullpen. This is his ideal situation. He manages the team like this all year anyway. So, you know, he's going to pull guys at the right time. You know, this front office has absolutely got game plans for everything. The lineup is pretty deep. Uh, even Mike Zanino has been, been kind of great this year. You can't really let your guard down against Mike Zanino because there's a pretty good chance he's going to hit a home run off you, if nothing else. And yeah, I just think it's really hard to find a weakness here um, because you can say, you know, they don't really have like a, a true ace, although Shane Bowles has been making a pretty good case in some of his early starts, but it doesn't matter because they've got so much bullpen depth that they'll just bring in somebody else who's going to strike you out. So I just don't see how you crack this team. And we saw over the weekend, the Yankees really, really struggled to break this race team down. Um, and it really, you know, kind of a very nervy one to win to get them into the postseason in the first place so um give me the raise over this longer series i think they're clearly the quality team i think you're being very harsh on run dear arena if you're saying this team doesn't have a megastar that boy loves the playoffs I think, I think he's a very good player like a lot of the raise players but you know he's like a three to four win player he's not a freddie freeman he's not 
you know, uh, Mookie Betts. He's not a Max Scherzer. He's not a Logan Webb, you know. <laughs> Mega stardom's not all about war, mate. That boy uses charisma. That boy looked like he was going to murder Wanda Franco yesterday he when he took did. that ball out from, from, from underneath him and Wanda was like, what are you doing? And it's like, it's the outfield. It's my ball. Piss off. <laughs> Anyone what... Ben, do you, I, I'm going to hand over to you because you, you were initially batting for the Yankees. C- can you even... Can you even give us a straw in the wind here? I mean, I, look, I, I do worry a bit about the Rays just because like, every year it's like, ha, ha, how, are they, how are they doing this? What You look up and down, you're like, whoa, what's actually going on here? And every year they do it anyway. So I kind of feel like just saying, well, I'm a bit worried about the pitchers because, you know, do they have a true ace? Doesn't matter, does it? Like, you know, like you say, Shane Baz has been unbelievable since he came up. Shane McClanahan looks amazing and throws 109 hours from the left side. They've got such a good bullpen that even if they only get four or five innings out of their starters, it, it really doesn't matter. But I still feel like, you know, there are enough weaknesses in this lineup that it could go cold for three games in a row. And there are enough worries about, you know, who's going to give you deep innings if a series goes five games that maybe, you know, some chinks start to open there in the armour. Um, and as I said, you know, the Yankees have got a very talented roster, could legitimately come into this series with a, with a great chance of winning it. Plus, these two teams hate each other. That would be great to watch. Um, but especially with the Yankees throwing Cole in the World Cup game, him not being available till at least, I suspect, game three, you know, it tilts the scales a lot more again into the Rays' favour because even if they're, you know, pitching staff isn't as deep as they'd like it to be. It's a lot better than the Yankees is when Cole's unavailable. Um, so as much as I'd love to say, you know, the Yankees are going to go wild card to World Series, I think I think this one is, is leading in the way of the Rays um, and you'd be foolish to bet against them just the way they've played all season and in years past. I should say, sweet, it? gets mad at me that Brandon Lau has been worth five wins this season. So you can call him a superstar if you want to. I think it shocked me that he had hit 39 home runs. I <laughs> honestly, would you, if you told me, does he still play for the Rays? I'd about to think he started really slow as well. Like he was doing nothing early on. Colin McHugh is worth 1.9 B war. Colin McHugh has been great. How? I love Colin McHugh. Russell. I mean, should we just close the book or do you want to, do you want to speak for Aaron judge and the boys? Uh, I think they'll get a game just because that lineup can strike fire at occasion. I so I don't think it'll be it'll be a sweep, but I think that having to basically wait for probably only be able to get one game out of Cole in the series, like it'll be a real push to get two games out of Cole in the series. And as we've talked about, like the, how Cortez and Lasagna have done, it's like there's who are these pitching. jokers? Who are yeah. these jokers? He was <laughs> they, they Lewis Hill. I I, no, I just think we move we move into this the point of the season where the Rays everybody else changes the way that they play baseball but the Rays don't like the Rays play the same baseball almost like for the entire year and so it's hard to look past them even though you look at that team and you're like like where did you get all these players from like the JT Chaguar uh, and JB Fireheisen or whatever it's like. They picked them up off like Seattle and Milwaukee and what they got Whistler off San Francisco this year. It's they pick up rejects or people that they don't think they're good enough. And then they suddenly become lights out in the bullpen again. Well, not lights out, but they're like three and a half ERA in the bullpen, which is like, you know what? Take it. Dietrich <laughs> so, Enns um, and Lewis Head. Uh, yeah. Who are these people? 
not people you're going to see playing on that playoff roster, those two at the end there. Okay, let's let's close the book. I mean, look, we all think the Rays are going to win that series, but, you know, who knows? Let's move to the uh, other NLDS, which is the uh, NL West clash of the Titans. Darius, you've got to speak uh, speak for the San Francisco Giants and, and tell us why the old Zimmer frames are us are the team to watch? Uh, I think at this point, because I've given up doubting anything the Giants do this year, because it doesn't <laughs> seem to make any difference. <laughs> uh, every turn, I kind of gradually got on board with the idea that they were making the playoffs. And then, you know, I kind of gradually got on the board with the idea that maybe they'd finish ahead of the Padres. But I still didn't really, until yesterday, get on board with the idea that they were actually still going to beat the 106-win Dodgers to the division. <laughs> I mean, it, every time I say it, it sounds more absurd. Um, but <laughs> they have done it. And again, like their, their depth is incredible because they've just turned a bunch of old guys and cast-offs into really good players. And you just you just had to watch yesterday's game to see guys come up. Like Evan Longoria, I think, was batting eighth yesterday. And like Evan Longoria's got a great line this year, like really, really great slash line. He's had a, a terrific season. He's been hurt, but when he's been on the field, he's been great. Late night Lamont Wade just coming out of nowhere. The twins just giving him away for free. It's been unbelievable. Darren Ruff. Why is Darren Ruff like one of the best hitters in baseball? Don't know, but he is. He wasn't even one of the best hitters in the KBO. <laughs> Darren Ruff is at 144 WRC plus this season. Oh, wow. <laughs> Jesus. And then, and then for some reason, I mean, I like Logan Webb coming into the season, but he, over the second half, he's just been an ace. Like, there's no getting around it. Um, it's been absolutely incredible. Uh, so I just, I don't really, really have anything else to, to say about the Giants anymore, other than that you should believe in them because they will do it. They will always do it this year. Do you have enough pitching? Is my question because Gaussman has sort of looked a bit tired. Yeah, Gaussman hasn't been as good. Um, he's, been, he's still been, you know. Yeah, yeah, he's been good, <laughs> but not like one point five ERA good. Yeah, I think like Wood, Alex Wood has has been excellent as well. Actually, he's had some injury struggles, and and so has Anthony Scafani. Um, I don't necessarily trust these guys to be the you know I'm going to give you eight innings as a starter in the, the playoffs type guys. Um, the bullpen is creative, I'm going to say. There's a lot of pretty inexperienced guys in it. That's that's where I would worry, I guess, if I was going to worry. Um, Tyler Rogers has, has given me a few heart attacks this year because like, he comes into games and you often want him to just strike somebody out and it's like all balls in play. And um, I, every time I've watched Tyler Rogers this year, it feels like he's blown the game, even though he's had a, a really excellent... He's got a 222 ERA, but... He's also striking out like uh, 17% of batters. So there's definitely going to be a playoff moment where I'm crapping myself because Tyler Rogers has, you know, got men on base and I just want him to strike somebody out when he's not going to do it. So if you want to criticise the Giants, I guess do that. But why would you look at this Giants season and think that they're going to do anything other than win? You're not thinking that the the late addition of uh, Camilo Duval to the bullpen as well is going to be? <laughs> Camilo Duval has been incredible. He was bad in his first stint, but I think he's like struck out 20 in his last 14 innings to one walk, something like that. Um, yeah, Good. just another, you know, random. I think he, he they were talking about him being like the closer of the future uh, to start the year. But yeah, 24-year-old who's 
pitched a half season basically. So that's the kind of thing you've got in the bullpen. But does anybody doubt the Giants really at this point? The thing yeah. is that the record against the Dodgers this year is 10 and 9. And it's, I think, 78 runs to 80 runs. So there was one run between, one win between the two teams in the season. This is as, as much of a toss up as I think the Yankees versus Red Sox is. Like, this, this could honestly go either way. And, and if obviously Max Scherzer isn't going to get to get two games in this, which could make a difference, but it's not like there is an 08, like Bueller behind with then some of like other like great pitching involved with that. It's, I, I honestly don't know which way this would go. I think you're, you're ludicrous if you're going to say that one of these is like guaranteed to win, or it's like an easy heads up to one of these two teams. Like this, I think this will be the best series. A, because of like the rivalry that already exists, like between the two fans. I imagine that, the stadium in San Francisco will be electric. We'll probably have 40 boats in the bay wait, wait, waiting for home runs for, to see what happens. But and it's also the shame that this is probably going to be the series that we're going to see the least amount of because they're all going to be at like 3 a.m. <laughs> our time. So it's it's always postseason is horrendously timed for because everything has to be on like national television. So apart from like the weekends, we don't really get good game times. But... I'm I'm pushed. Like I, I couldn't choose a winner here. Thank I you. really wish. I I wish this was a seven game series if if it does happen because I think this is going to be yeah. probably the best of the bunch or postseason potentially in terms of these are the two best teams in the regular season, right? Going at it, rivals. Fun fact: they've never played each other in the postseason. So if they do meet in the NLDS, that'll be the very first time, which is kind of crazy to think about. But then, you know, the old school rules meant teams in the same division would never ever meet. So kind of makes sense. Anyway, yeah, I, I think the Dodgers probably are the better team. And I think even though the, the Giants have just gone out and won 107 games and beaten them to division title, I still trust them a little bit more in October in a series like this. Um, you know, they're not going to get two starts out of Scherzer, but they probably will get two starts out of Walker Bueller. Um, they've still got a lineup that at least on paper is better than the Giants. Um, but the fact that, you know, the Giants will have home field advantage and as Darius Riley says, have, have been really good this year, not just lucky, but good. Um, and, you know, is there any better sight in baseball than a left-handed swing, left-handed hitter slugging one into the bay as the crowd goes wild? I don't think there is. Um, so I'm a push, but if I had to choose, I'll go Dodgers. Yeah. And I, I can't really add any further because you've, articulated exactly pretty much what i would have said um yeah gun against my head i would go dodgers but i'm i'm basically a push as well so it feels like uh by one percent each ben and i have maybe just outweighed your enthusiasm i'm afraid darius i mean to be clear i i absolutely agree with that assessment as well i just uh, <laughs> there's no logic to picking the giants other than that they just keep winning so. I think I think I think Ben, you're right. The travesty of this is that it isn't a seven-game series. The fact that we have the wild card system and the top team then has to go play like whoever wins the wild card game. It's like I would much prefer as the winning team to be able to pick and be like, you know what? I'll take either of the Braves or the Brewers, please. Like <laughs> you could be facing the cards. Yes, that could be maybe have an easy opportunity, but would you really? <laughs> you wouldn't choose to face the Dodgers. <laughs> so yeah, it's. Crazy. I think so. Sorry, go on, Russ. No, I would say it's the same on the other side. I think Tampa might choose 
like Chicago or Houston over facing New York or Boston just because of regularity of play. Yeah, I absolutely agree with that. Okay, so we've got our championship series brackets set and we... When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. Have gone for the White Sox and the Rays, much to Russell's annoyance, and the Braves and the Dodgers. So we could have a repeat of the 2020 World Series. How very basic of a podcast full of people who know nothing about baseball. Are we going to do that, though? Let's start on the AL. White Sox and Rays. Again, I know that you guys have got all your unconventional you know, Kevin Cash, he's a little bit woo, he's a little bit way. He's got lots of pitchers called Shane who are going to pitch plenty. <laughs> he's got lots of pitchers called Ryan, just in case you were worried about the pitchers called Shane. But, you know, big tone. He's going to dice, he's going to bob, he's going to weave, and all of those pitchers. Uh, you know, I think this is going to be closer than people think. I, I genuinely think that in a seven-game series, the White Sox have got a real strong fighting chance against the Rays. Who says no? I suspect the public consensus would probably be that the White Sox would beat the Rays. That would be my guess, actually. I, I haven't seen anybody make their picks yet. But... Are you saying I'm like boring baseball man down the pub, mate? Yeah. <laughs> you like Tony yeah, La Russa you, You're simping for Tony La Russa. Of course you're boring baseball man down the pub. Like... <laughs> this series will be a really good look at how important is a manager because seven games there's a lot of games for TLR to do something incredibly stupid and also a lot of games for Kevin Cash to be rather good at managing his team. So I feel like that might make the difference. But I kind of want to lean White Sox. And not only so that we don't end up with a repeat of the 2020 World Series, um, but I feel like the Rays are going to have to slug it out with the Yankees or Red Sox, whoever it is in the DS, might be limping into this series with a knackered bullpen and a lineup that's struggling. Um, and the White Sox could be there to, to take them apart in, in the seven-game series. So, yeah, look, all these games at this point are a bit of a coin flip, but um, call me basic down the pub, Ben, but I'm going with the White Sox too. I can't believe it. Like is that these two, <laughs> these two. Look, it's That's two on two. Hated. You've got you got the lads over on the right hand side of my screen here. <laughs> you were just like you know intuition. This is like a bet three six five advert. And then you've got <laughs> you know CPU one and CPU two, R two D two and C three PO on the other side of the screen. Absolutely, you know. Sh- shitting washers at what we're saying here. <laughs> Come on, take I'll it, take play. it up, nerds. I'll, I'll give you two reasons why I don't think the White Sox will do well. That there are probably going to be two players on that nas- on that postseason roster. One is named Adam Angle, and the other one is named Billy Hamilton. And I'm sorry, but if you are basically putting both of those players on your postseason roster, you are not good enough to get to the World Series. Like if that is the depth that you have in in certain things, which will be tested in some of these games, you're not good enough. I, and I will agree that the lineup the White Sox can put out is good but they are wafer thin 
in pretty much all of that, like out of like all of that hitting. Like anybody picks up an injury, anybody is having something slightly off. They don't have somebody else to throw out there to to give them any good. And I think that's the exact opposite of the Rays, where the Rays could just rotate people and get the best out of people throughout the whole entire the game. So I just I can't. What what I, you heard <laughs> what you heard there, guys, was Russell's giant computer-sized brain doing all of the calculations and clinging on to the best possible opportunity of the Rays beating the White Sox was someone getting injured. That's that's desperate times. <laughs> Nobody's going to play. Not you know, all nine of your hitters aren't going to play all like seven games across the whole entire way. They're going to have to mess mix and mix and match some things up. Laurie Garcia and Gavin Sheets are probably not going to start games. You're going to get some games where. Andrew Vaughan and Adam Engel are going to be starting. And that that's not good. And for me, I, I I just don't see it. And I think you talked before about like Kimbrell being good. He's been naff at the White Sox. He's not been good like since he's gone there. So obviously they have Liam Hendricks best, best uh like reliever in, in all of baseball. And they I don't know if Tony Russo has the well, let's say the chutzpah to go full Oakland A's and let Liam Hendricks pitch like three innings when need be to kind of like to win games or close things out. So Hendricks is the closer. He only pitches in the ninth under TLR. <laughs> oh. Look, look, you make, look. You're making my case here. You're getting, you're so, you're getting, here. So, an- you're getting so angry and I'm, li- I'm literally just saying the little fishing rod. <laughs> Get in the uh, net. <laughs> it's just TLR, man. I just, I hate him with a passion. Are you saying you don't buy Adam Engel's 832 uh, OPS this year, Russell? <laughs> no. <laughs> it's just clutch, mate. <laughs> I'm loving oh. Engel instead. <laughs> I, we, I, I don't think we've got a consensus here. Darius, you've not opined. I mean, Russell just got so angry there. <laughs> yeah, uh, I want to pick the race. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. Um, I do think that they've got the more complete team and I don't think the managers actually the matter that much. They are a fun thing to talk about in the postseason, and we like to zero in on the decisions that do matter and ignore the hundreds that don't. Um, so I would acknowledge that some of my White Sox bias is just because I don't really like Tony Larissa as opposed to having anything to do with <laughs> how well he's going to manage. Um, but sure. Let's let's take Chicago. Why not? Really? I was just going to say, like, let's just put the rose down because they're obviously better. <laughs> I don't think Russell's going to. Russell's already fuming about the Astros. I think if we if we slight him again, let let's look. Let's be honest. We might, we might as well put the Kansas City Royals in the in the. Oh, here he is in, in the World Series. <laughs> if we're going to do this, so we're doing the raise then. That's that's. We'll what we're doing. The, yes, we're doing the raise for goodness. Sake. I hope you appreciate that bit of reverse psychology. I just worked there, Ruston. <laughs> I was going to put the raise anyway. I was just being an idiot. I <laughs> I don't know what Ben was doing. <laughs> I was being more serious. They could get swept by the Dodgers brutally in four games. <laughs> Uh, Braves and Dodgers. I mean, this doesn't even really feel like a conversation worth having, does it? No. Uh, no. No, so it's Dodgers. Okay, that was a short conversation. <laughs> no, you, it does you, just you know, feel I think like... The, 
you're not going to think that Huskar Yanoa or whatever is going to have an amazing game where he's also going to hit a home run because, as we all know, NL pitches can hit. So, no, it don't. Um, <laughs> it's the it would be nice for them to generate some offense, I guess, but no, I'm, I'm not worried about that. <laughs> no, the Dodgers. So we're going to we are going to go Billy Basic uh, in our bracket and have a, a raise Dodgers World Series. Whoever would have seen that coming nine months ago? Uh, <laughs> probably us. Uh, <laughs> that's because we're just no loads about baseball. Um, okay, so Rays Dodgers. Uh, let's just go quick fire. We don't need to overanalyze this. Just go with your gut, Ben. Who you got? Over the Dodgers, but I will say I think there's been no back-to-back World Series winners since the turn of the century. So history's against them. I'm going to go raise Darius. How about you? My gut says raise, so I don't know why. There we go. Roscoe's White Sox. (laughs) The Cleveland Guardians, yeah? (laughs) Oh, sorry, that's the 2023, sorry. Um, (laughs) No, I'm I'm going raise. There you go. I, well, at least I'm it gives us an extra that. couple of days to be, you know, wrong. If the Dodgers get knocked out, <laughs> when is it? Tomorrow, Wednesday. That would have been a bit silly. <laughs> well, if the Dodgers get knocked out, yeah, you know, at least we've got the rise at the end. You're going to be clinging on yeah. to that side of the bracket. <laughs> so there you go. That's it, everyone. The You heard it here first. The Tampa Bay Rise 2021 World Series champs saving it for a real season of baseball, not whatever it was that we had last year. And yet again, the Los Angeles Dodgers are the bridesmaid in the World Series when it's actually real. Anyone... That's half of the reason why like, I actually want Tampa to win. I want this, like, you've had this Dodgers team that has like won the division and got for the postseason for probably, I don't know, they'll do it a few more years in the future as well, like 15 seasons. But the one year they actually won it is the Asterix season. And everyone will be just like, ah, yeah, but it was a 60-win season. It doesn't really count. <laughs> and you're like, this is probably one of the greatest dynasties of all time. And they did win a World Series. It's just everybody's like, yeah, it wasn't a proper World Series. <laughs> okay, so uh, last question to wrap it all up with a bit of fun. Uh, supposing this is our bracket... Uh, I want your nominations for World Series MVP. Darius, over to you. This is Series World Series MVP or the Steve Pierce World Series MVP. Whichever way you want to go, mate. Whichever way. By the way, just just because I want to get back on the soapbox for the millionth time David Price was robbed. Uh, it's, yeah, go on. Whichever, which, whatever you want. <laughs> Uh, well, it's let's pick somebody. If it's the Rays who are going to win, then it's probably going to be somebody on there anyway. Um, I want to pick Wanda Franco, I think. That's what I'm feeling. That's why the Rays are going to win. Wanda Franco. Russell, where are you? Uh, G-Man Choi. Yes, yes, there he is. That's, there's a Steve Pearce pick if ever heard <laughs> uh, Ben? I really want to say Brett Phillips, but I don't think he'd play enough, would he? So give me no, Randy Brett Phillips once he gets red hot through the rest of the postseason. They have <laughs> That's to true, actually. Him. You know what? Give me Brett Phillips. <laughs> he needs two plate appearances. I'm going for the big man, Big Mike, Mikey Zanino. 
Dingers galore. Yeah. World Series MVP. That's the boy. Can't believe Rob <laughs> wasn't on and we've devoted this much of the podcast to now saying the Rays are going to win. The Rays are fun, everyone. The Rays are fun. Rob, I hope you enjoyed this when you listened to it as you were decorating your new house. Gents, <laughs> it's been an absolute pleasure spending this lovely Monday evening in your company talking about what's going to happen over the next few weeks. Let's see quite how long it takes for us to look like a bunch of complete numpties. Um, we'll save everyone the usual pleasantries by giving them their Twitter handle or talking about what it is that's going to come. This has been a marathon and uh, we've all got plenty of baseball to get on and watch. Thank you very much for your care, attention and love. See you all again soon. Bye-bye. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.